Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams, and you are listening to Wine. Why not? A queer podcast. Episode 23. It's, it's I felt like we needed to cheer. Oh, we did that last time, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, much like when I turned 23, no one it's, gives a it's shit. All down the, it's all downhill now. <laughs> I was thinking that earlier when I was typing this up. I was like, episode 23, what do you say about that? No one gives a shit. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if this were birthdays, only our managing editor would give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just snorted. I was going to say, if it were birthdays, Ryan would be. He's not listening today because somewhere it's oh. someone's birthday. Ryan's not listening ever because it's always someone's birthday. Happy birthday, whoever Ryan is celebrating I, with. I, yeah, I hope that Ryan's <laughs> friends listen and tell him all the time. You should listen to this. I talk about you all the time. Dude, I thought they were your friends. <laughs> <laughs> We are. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Rye. Friends. You know, I had the privilege of going back. Um, not that anybody cares about this, but I'm just telling yeah. you that um, I went back to listen to all the episodes to write up little descriptions so that I could send them and they could be listed with our with What our a episodes. wonderful time to spend your weekend. <laughs> no, I just did it today. <laughs> You listened to all 22 I episodes did. today? I listened to them the way that I watched, you know, American Idol. Oh. Like, I, I listened to... <laughs> the oh, first two minutes, the middle two minutes, and the last <laughs> yeah. two minutes? What, like, what song are they singing? Nope, pass forward. What are they, uh, so I just kind of skip ahead from the week's thing. And yeah. It's funny, because um, I was just about to do air quotes, and you do that a lot. And every time yeah. you do air quotes, I tell people, um, you can't see this, but he's doing air quotes. Rick is currently doing air quotes. That was around the word friends and <laughs> describing what Ryan thinks about us. Uh, good uh, times. Good well, times. it's been a really busy week, Jeremy. It so why sure don't we? Has. Oh, you know what? I don't want to skip this because you went out of your way to tell me out earlier <laughs> that it was. I went out of different. my way to get a different wine. So what are you um, drinking tonight? We're still drinking Menage a Trois, but apparently Ooh. Menage a Trois makes different types of wine. So tonight we are drinking their Silk, which is a soft red blend, and it feels very soft. On my palate. <laughs> I don't know why that sounded dirty, but nothing I said I was know, dirty. And I was I was just gonna say, oh, so you decided to put silk sheets on the bed. <laughs> For a soft palate. <laughs> is it the is it palate? Is that the word that makes it dirty or soft? I think it's the soft. creepy whisper of soft and palate together. Soft palate. Uh. Well, we just We're lost. We're gonna do ASMR. We just lost one of our one of our listeners. <laughs> Jen hates whispering. Oh, really? Yeah. Like if there's a movie where people whisper, she absolutely hates it. So I'm gonna tell you this because this is hilarious, and she hates this so much. I forget what we were watching. So we were living in Jersey, Jersey City. Um, I don't admit that too often, but we did. And there was the the structure of the apartment we were in was kind of crazy. It's like the living room was framed, um, and it was separate. So there's like the living room, and then you go into the hallway, and the rest of the place. The way you put your hands up, I don't know if that you were showing me the shape of the house, or we were back to air quotes. It was (laughs) framed. Yeah, it was. No, it was. It was framed, and then we had these uh, curtains. That, that kind of way. It looked like like when you take uh, on a stage um, and you pull the curtains to the side yeah. and they're hooked up. It looked like that. So it looked like a stage where you could go in and, and, mm. and, and be in the living room. It was interesting. So we were watching some scary movie, which neither Jen or I enjoy doing. And so <laughs> I think 
I, she probably just texted me to tell me what the name of it was. Yeah, this, she did. <laughs> She's listening. <laughs> you didn't scare her with the whispering. So we, we were watching The Sixth Sense, which has ghosts and dead kids sure. and this kind of stuff, and it's kind of scary. And at one point, we were like, we paused the movie, and because uh, Jen was going to get a beer out of the fridge, and I was like, can you grab me one? So she's coming back with these beers in her hand on the hallway, and I hid behind the curtain. And all I said was, thank you, Jen. But I said, thank you, Jen. Ah. And she, you know, like uh, like Elizabeth Taylor at the um, at the Oscars, and she's like, oh, oh. And Jen, uh-huh. Jen just went, oh, oh. And she like, <laughs> like went up against the wall and slid down the wall and just sat there clutching these beards. At least she didn't throw the beards. She was so mad at me for that. Just not, she was so mad because I was dating this guy at the time who loved to like hide around corners and scare me all the time and I hated it. And she's like, I defend mm. you every day. My um my roommate Chris, you know Chris, um, he and I are huge fans of horror movies. And uh the this week on Max, the new streaming service formerly known as HBO, <laughs> um, released um Evil Dead Rising. So I take it you and Jen will not be watching that one? Uh, no. No? We won't be talking about that next No, episode. and we don't have and you can just scratch <laughs> off Insidious, any version of Insidious uh. from anything ever. We saw the trailer for that um, last week. I went and saw a movie, and yeah. they had that trailer. And I didn't sleep for a day or two. <laughs> Looks good. Patrick Wilson, can I just say, he's one of those type of guys who is not like, isn't like traditionally the guy I would go after, but I would totally um, let Patrick Wilson. Is it because wasn't he in Angels and <clears throat> Excuse me, Angels in America? Yes, he the was HBO. the Mormon. Yeah, is that why? Long underwear. I love it. Turns me on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! All, all you Mormon listeners, so put on put on your <laughs> put silk on, pajamas. Put on your silk long underwear. And come see Jeremy two at a time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, like I said, it's been a long week. Yes. Tell me about it. Yes, um, I actually did two really interesting things this week. Other than all of the pride shit that we did that we're going to talk about, um, but um, I am a Lego uh, fanatic, and I had my new Batman. Lego Batcave shadow box coming. It's like 4,000 pieces of the most amazing Lego uh, that you will ever see. It's a shadow box that has the Batcave in it. Um, So I spent a good portion of the week putting that together. And it currently sits on my dining room table. And this is how uh, beautiful the piece is. I will come home and I will pour myself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. And I will sit at the dining room table and I will just stare at it. And I'm like, that is just a fucking beautiful piece of craftsmanship. Um, so I, I did that. Um, something else that I did that's probably more enjoyable or entertaining for folks is um, we, uh, a few weeks ago, we went and saw um, a couple of new scenes from the new uh, Drawn to Life, the Cirque yes. de Soleil at Disney Springs. Well, we did a story um, on a couple, David Rimmer and uh, Salo Sarmiento Godi. Godi. <laughs> I think is how you pronounce that. Um, anyway, they are both in the show. They've been dating for three years. They met uh, when they started the show. So we did a, a feature for them for Pride Month. And I went and dropped some issues off to Jeanette, who's the uh, wonderful PR person over there we deal with. And she gave me a tour of the backstage. Oh, yeah? And it is so amazing. The set, I mean, she brought me under the stage with all the little lifts oh, and everything. Cute. Absolutely amazing. As we're walking out, um, Salo and David walk up. They they were coming in. I don't know where they were, but they were coming back from lunch or, uh, you know, 
afternoon quickie, whatever they were doing. Um, so I got to meet them. And for anybody who's read the so story and saw the photo. You met David Rimmer? I did, I did meet David Rimmer and Salo Godi, not Rimmer. Stop laughing. I get the joke. His last name's Rimmer. <laughs> hey, listen, my last name used to be Claggett, <laughs> so I could laugh at funny last names all I want. If you had married him, you'd be a Claggett Rimmer. <laughs> <laughs> well, he would be. <laughs> Oh, I snorted. <laughs> um, anyway, I just have to say, for anybody who read the story, saw the photos, um, these two are um, two Stunning. gorgeous men who are more beautiful in person. Um, but they were so charming, and I saw videos of the show uh, that they're in, and they're so talented. Um, so, um, yeah, we're going to go actually see the whole show and talk about it on the next episode. So more to come on that. But they were just super nice. Jeanette was super nice. Um, it was just uh, a really great visit. And to tie it back into my first story, I stopped by the Lego store. <laughs> and I poured a glass of wine and I just stared at their back cave. <laughs> uh, I don't know why everything just sounds sexual. It sounds dirty to me today. Went to the Lego store. So you had a store. glass of wine and stared at their back cave. They got it. I mean, it's the same back cave, but something looks better about theirs with a crowd around it. Anyway, how was your week? <laughs> My week was good. It was busy. Uh, you know, it's as you said, it's June, and June yeah. is full of a lot of, you know, work-related yeah. events. Uh, but you didn't do this one, so I'll talk about this. But first, may I may I just give a shout-out to my mom. Today is her birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday, Mama Claggett. I don't – Ginger turns 29 for the – For a second. 30-second time. I forgot your mother – Name mother's oh. name was Ginger, and I was like, I thought we were talking about your mom, I, not Ginger Minge. She's my drag mom. Ah. <laughs> nah. And then I was yeah. like, twenty nine. Good, good old Ginger. <laughs> she she is having a birthday today, and I usually don't get to see her on her birthday because we're usually at St. Pete Pride. Um, but since it's on a Monday and I'm here in Orlando, after this, I'm gonna go surprise her because oh. I'm sure she's not listening oh. right now. <laughs> I hope she's and, not listening. And she, I told her I couldn't make it tonight, so. I'm going to go surprise her, so that'll be nice. Uh, but I went to, to uh, the, James Muse the James Museum of Western and Wildlife Art in St. Pete. They, it was where they were hosting the Stonewall reception that St. Pete Pride does every year. Yes. And it is just an incredibly beautiful place. It, the, it, it's just super classic looking. It doesn't – I mean, to me, it doesn't sound like it would be a celebration of Western – you know, um, art and wildlife, uh, but it's 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 really great. It's a great event location. <clears throat> but there was so what they do is they talk a lot about Stonewall at this event and you know where we came from, how it all began, and then they they have some entertainment that's there. And obviously, you know, for this year there was a lot of talk about drag and drag not being a mm -hmm. crime. But they they had someone there doing the spoken word, and if you know me, you know that that is my cue to leave. Yes, just, you're typically not a fan of the spoken word poetry. Correct. That's not poetry. In fact, if the quickest way to get me out of a conversation is to say, I'm going to read you a poem, <laughs> then I'll leave. But so, so this person that, that, that did this, is uh, her name is Slam Anderson, and she was so good. I mean, you think about if you enjoy uh, slam poetry, uh, then – Think about the best person you've ever heard, 
and they are nowhere near the talent that this that this girl was. It was just insanely entertaining. Uh, looked looked her up. I think we're gonna we're gonna try to track her down and, and get a story on her for the newspaper because she was just super good. And I think that we have we might put up a clip. I think there's a one minute clip that she had on YouTube, and we're gonna try to find that and put it up on our Facebook page so that so that you can take a look at that. Uh, but that was pretty much. I mean, that's the only thing that I really did outside of hanging out with you. So everything else that happened this week, uh, we're going to talk about in the rest of this podcast. But that, that was pretty much it. I would like to point this out, though, because this is something that I think um, a lot of people have this m- misconception of what Stonewall was. And, 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 and the riots. And so Mark Siegel, who is the publisher of Philadelphia Gay News, he's one of the original Stonewall marchers. Like, he was there for Stonewall, and, and he has several books out. Um, he's a, a paper's award-winning. He's a, a really well-known figure and an amazing person. And he sent to me a link that is especially the, the the link really talks about the 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 idea of who threw the bricks mm-hmm. and it goes into you know this story that there weren't any bricks and what may have been what actually happened and how over time this misconception has become like the fact and everybody wants to say here's who threw the bricks and here's what this was he's got this great article too that that he sent to us and we ran it I believe in an, in an issue of Watermark. I don't know which one it was, uh, but you can go to watermarkonline.com and in the search uh, bar, you can type in Mark Siegel and it'll bring up anything that we've run of his and uh, you can read this. It's about a lot of misconceptions about Stonewall and I think it's very interesting and I'm a huge fan of history and so I think it's just important that we get the facts. Uh, so I would take a look at that because it's fascinating. Absolutely, yeah. I... Um as you were talking, I threw up what I think is oh my the God, YouTube clip. Are you feeling clip. okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I threw up what I think is the clip you were talking about, but we'll see if somebody comments and says, that's not who he was talking about. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty much it. Very nice, very nice. Um, yeah, I was when you um, you were telling me earlier um, about uh, Slam Anderson, which uh, sounds like the greatest professional wrestling uh, name. Um, so if this Slam poetry doesn't work out for them, then uh, they should really try professional wrestling. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, the the clip I threw up. If it's the same person, uh, top notch to give it a listen. It's really it's inspir- yeah. it's 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 inspirational. I it's entertaining. Liked, I like slam poetry a little more than you do, I think. Um, so uh, yeah, there's some really uh, it's really interesting. You know who I consider uh, before I say that who I consider a slam poem poet, um, William Shatner when he did Rocket Man. Shut is some up. of the best slam poetry I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I dig that kind of thing. So, I mean, I watched that tragedy. <laughs> He has a whole album like that. That Rocket Man's just the best of it, but he has a whole album. I mean, I I watch that video and I can feel that video. You know, like I can feel <laughs> like it's hot in that room and it's smoky <laughs> and he's just putting you to sleep. Ugh, I love it. Speaking of uh, putting you to sleep and uh, smoky rooms, they have this really cool little jazz bar in St. Pete that I stopped in um, while I was there. 
Um, I call it a jazz bar. I only call it a jazz bar because you have to go step down into it. It's one of those under the building ah. bars. And it just had a very jazz bar feel to me. And they were doing some cool little, like, um, would you consider Cheers a jazz bar? Yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I sure I would. I don't know if the tone of your voice was disappointing <laughs> yourself and like, yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess based on my you know previous what? statement. If you're, you're going to call out my statements, I'm going to take it all the way. <laughs> yes. Cheers is the best jazz bar I have ever seen in Boston. <laughs> Yeah, um, if you're going to Boston, check out the infamous jazz bar. Speaking of uh, awesome singers, something that we did this weekend uh, together is uh, tied in with St. Pete Pride is we saw Adina Menzel in concert. Yes. Um, who is fantastic. Um, for those who don't know, I don't know why you don't, but she was on Broadway in Rent and Wicked, and she sang one song from each of those. And she was also <laughs> Elsa in Frozen, and she sang yeah, and you may know her one song <laughs> from her other stage name, Adele Dizzy. Yes, yes. Which um, I heard a couple of drunk people calling her, and I'm like, I, I, I wouldn't shout that. I don't think she'd appreciate. That. Do you think he'll ever live that down? I don't think either one of them will. Or they uh, are now bounded in time. For I mean. Pun intended, but do you think that he has let it go? <laughs> <laughs> I think he wishes we all would let it go. But do you, th do you think that he still, like, in my brain, Steve Harvey still, like, feels hurt when he thinks about calling the wrong winner? Oh. Well, that was, that, I mean, that was a major screw-up. That was like you ruined someone's life who thought they were about to become Miss <laughs> oh Universe. Oh, God, that's so awful. I mean... One rich guy said one rich lady's name wrong. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, they're fine. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like they went down a little submarine together. Um, we can't be friends anymore. No? Because, because, because? No, it's just that um, it's really weird what, what I think people choose to get on a soapbox about. Yeah. It's always fascinating to me. You know, and I try to... You know, we've had this conversation before. Like, it's about boycotting and about you know being inconvenienced and what level of anger you're going to have over yes. something and what your process is to get there. I always find that fascinating. And for whatever reason, right now my soapbox is that submarine, and I have like honestly, there are people, well-known people, <laughs> that I probably maybe people who are listening to this podcast now, and if I've seen it on Facebook, a, like a, a joke ridiculing these people. Uh, on that submarine, I just, you know, done. If you have done. been unfriended by Rick, call 1-800-JUDGE-JUDY. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting because I, uh, I saw a TikTok from a psychologist who was talking about that, uh, about why there was such little empathy. And he goes into the breakdown of how empathy isn't something that is directed towards one person. It's directed towards community. And uh, it's interesting. I'll send it to you. Maybe we'll throw it up on our uh, our Facebook page. Um, but he gives a really good explanation. He's not making excuses as to why it's okay to make jokes, but he's giving a psychological breakdown as to why people are making jokes. And it's this billionaire uh, removed from community and removed from society where they separate themselves from, quote unquote, I'm using my air quotes, um, common people. And that it's harder to identify with them. And if you can't identify with them, it's harder to show empathy. And he goes through this whole psychological breakdown, which I think both sides would benefit from hearing um, and kind of understanding where everybody is coming from. 
Um, oh, I don't need to grow. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit in my own opinion. No, I just. I mean, I, I, I get it, right? You can explain. I, you know, you can explain a lot of things, and you can say why certain things happen. Sure, absolutely. Um, but I still think that as, as a community who sits on the mantra, "Love conquers hate," it's not a good look for us. And so, if it I makes you feel better, most of the jokes I saw were not from people from our community. Oh, good. They were from the streets. So, <laughs> well, well, there you have it. Street people are tasteless. No. <laughs> if you are Just straight kidding. and feel wronged by Rick Todd, <laughs> email us. At w- <laughs> no, we, you know, we rarely go over this in, in a non-joking manner. But seriously, we have a we have an email address. We you do. Can, you can actually reach out to us on Facebook, or you can hit us up on our email address, which is wwn at watermarkonline.com, and that's from wine, wine not at watermarkonline.com. Share your opinions with us. What do you think about what we're talking about, or what do you think we should talk about? Yeah. Or do you think we should talk at all? Let us know. We should just sit here in silence. We could just sit here and whisper. <laughs> Nobody say anything. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so yes, Adina so, Menzel Dina did Menzel. an amazing job. How did, you, did you like it? I love her. I love, I love everything she did. That being said. Yeah. Do you know? She sang one song from each of her big hits her big shows rent and and wicked and then frozen and then everything else i believe was from her new album which is a very um dance floor inspired album so it's all very dancey pop kind of yeah. uh, music which is not really within my favoriteness you know I, of music right as we were as we were listening to it i mean she she clearly has an amazing voice. Oh there's yeah, no, great voice. There's no, there's Very no way around talented. that. She's super amazing. But I, I sat there listening to these songs, which I knew nothing of any of these songs, and I thought, where did, where are these gonna play? On the dance floor, bro. Did they do that? <laughs> I thought on the, I thought, I thought they just took like popular pop songs and put a dance beat behind them and put those on the dance floor. Uh, they do remixes, but I've been to a, a couple of clubs back in the day um, where they run um, dance music. Um, I can't. I can't tell you a song that I've heard on the dance floor of a club that I haven't heard on the radio. Say that again. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll say it in a different way. <laughs> Rephrase your question. <laughs> uh, every song that I hear on the on a dance floor, I've yeah. heard on the radio. Yeah. So there's never been a song that I've heard while at a club that hasn't played on the radio. Yes. Oh, so you're saying, so I'm saying like, she'll how is, never be on the radio? Never, well, yeah, she, they're going to play her on the dance floor. Do you, did you think any of those, that you'll ever hear any of those songs on the radio? Richard, let me say this. Five minutes after the concert, I don't remember what she played other than the song from Rent. Well, that's the what song I'm saying. From Wicked, and the song from Frozen. That's my point. But I will forever know. Are you aware of Padam Padam from Kylie Minogue? I have had that song stuck in and my head for two weeks. Is that what I saw on Facebook today? Somebody said, "Am I am I the only one that doesn't know about Padam?" Uh, it okay. And I don't know. Anything. Padam. I'll give you a quick backstory. Padam is the newest single from Kylie Minogue. Padam, Padam in the song is the sound of her heartbeat. However, the homosexuals have I, I uh, has taken the word Padam and it has become like Smurf. <laughs> so it means everything. If um, you're enjoying that water, you're Padaming it. If you're having a rough day, mm, it's been a tough padam. Padam can be anything and everything, everywhere, 
all at once. You know, I, I'm going to say the only thing I like about your story that you just told is that you equated it to the word Smurf. <laughs> and if you're out there using Padam and you don't know what Smurf or Smurfy means, then you just can Smurf the Smurf up. Mm, Padam. Um, but yeah, apparently it's a it's a word that means anything and everything. There's actually clips you can watch. Uh, Kylie has I just embraced uh, the gays embracing the word, and she does reaction videos on her TikTok now of people dan- doing dances and having little skits and uh, doing all sorts of fun stuff. So from this padam to your padam, padam padam. <laughs> Um, what else? What I hate it so much. All right. Um, so the other thing that I that I took away from the Idina Menzel yes. concert is how extraordinary close she looks to Monica Geller. Yes, I I was talking to um, our uh, uh, our number one fan Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> about that and I don't th- I'm, I can't remember but I don't think he watches Friends because when I said um, Rick had commented she looks a lot like Monica Geller does now um, Courtney Cox for those who yeah. who wanted the and we're talking name. like Courtney Cox now. in Friends not now oh I think more like now although I like haven't really the end seen of Friends. She, okay yeah I can see got, that she's had a lot of work done she has and she looks like it um, but Rick I mean Rick Ryan looked at me like he had no idea what I was talking about, so I don't know if he disagreed or he does not watch Friends and has no idea who Monica Geller is. But he just looked at me like a deer in front of a headlights, and I was like, never mind. <laughs> Maybe he was drunk. It's possible. He kept disappearing from the booth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he was going to take oh, photos. Oh, this is your booth shift? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was taking photos of Maybe me. Maybe he just doesn't like Monica Geller, and he's like, ugh, Rick doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, there Rick are people in my life, and uh, people who watch Friends, I think they do this. They rank the six friends. And so many people I know put Monica Geller last, which is weird, because I would think Ross would be last for everyone. But so many people I know think Monica Geller is nosy, and pushy and puts her nose in everybody's business. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Did your ranking of who you like the most changes the as cha- I age? Did it change after watching the the formerly known as HBO Max um, special the re- reunion? Yeah. It's funny. The reunion didn't change it at all. But as I age, Ross has always been towards the bottom. Um, Rachel Green has slowly moved down. The older I get, the more spoiled I realize she is. And there was a few years there where I moved Ross up because I was like, you're funny. But then he went back to the bottom because he is such a gaslighter and he's a terrible father. He treats his, I mean, his son disappears in the last three seasons. Um, he took his Barbie doll when he wanted to play with the doll because he's so masculine. Um, the leather pants incident, stupid. Hilarious. He is a terrible human being. Followed closely by Rachel Green. The other four I can tolerate. Joey and Phoebe are my favorites. Really? Yeah. So you know what's interesting to me is I've never really cared for the Joey's character. Oh, like, really? I just don't, I mean, like, yeah, I could, I could do without him. It's just that kind of like, you know. He's so lovable, though. Mm. And I think, you know what? The lovableness, I think, comes from when I watch interviews of Matt um, LeBlanc. 
Like well, Matt LeBlanc I mean. as a person, I think that filters into my feelings of his character. Right, and that's what I mean. So after watching the special, yeah. like he's my favorite person on the show. Yeah. So, you know, so that makes me like Joey Moore. He just has a very um like everyone's favorite uncle quality about him from that special. Yeah. Um Phoebe is just Phoebe and Phoebe is always fantastic. Always great. Um I feel that I am more Monica than any of the other friends, so I always have a soft spot for her. Chandler, um, I always found funny, but troubled, which I, ding, 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 ding. ding. (laughs) You were right about that one. Yeah. Um, And then I always loved Rachel, but she has fallen down. The older I get and I watch those episodes, she just, she's so whiny and spoiled. Just pick, you either two get together or you don't get together. But the entire, the entire series is them back and forth with each other, and it's exhausting. I would not be friends with them because it's they are exhausting. It, it is not as exhausting as Who's the Boss. Oh. <laughs> like, Who's the Boss? They were like, every single episode mm-hmm. was like, are they, aren't they? I mean, seasons go by in Friends where they're off and there's no yeah. chance of yeah. I mean, they sleep hilarious. together at least, I think, at least one episode each season. <laughs> but at least they go back to just being friends the next right. day. Um, anyway, who's the boss is awesome, and I'll make this real quick. But um, I have a familiar tie to Judith Light from that show. Um, apparently, she is married to a second or third cousin of mine. Um, I forget his first name now, but his last name is Desiderio, I think. Anyway, they've been married for years. I've never sounds. met her, um, but my mother used to play in the playpen with Judith Light's husband when they were babies. That is my tie to Judith Light. Never met her. I adore her. I think she's amazing. I would love to meet her someday and say, oh, Aunt Judith. But I don't think she's my aunt. <laughs> so she'd probably think that was weird. I feel like she is a wonderful, lovely human being. Yes, yes. She, yeah, I'm she's gonna go seen... with that. I never want to meet her because I'd hate to find out I was wrong. But I just feel don't like you she's hate amazing. that when you meet somebody or you interview somebody and you're like, I used to Does like you, Andy to you? Cohen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll name drop. I did an interview with Andy Cohen once, and he was a dick. <laughs> That's just shtick. I think. <laughs> no, this was okay. He's a dick stick. <laughs> he was first of all, he was just so annoyed on the call. Like, don't schedule an interview if you don't want to talk to me. But he was walking down the street on his cell phone. And somebody stopped him, and this is how the conversation went. Uh, so, Mr. Cohen, tell us about your event that's coming to Orlando. <sighs> well, I'm going with, on tour with Anderson Cooper, because he's my best friend. And you can read the press release that was sent to you, because I know they sent it to you, and it has all the information. What? What? Can't you see I'm on the phone? Fine. Take the picture quick. Then there's a pause. And he's taking a selfie with someone on the street. And then he goes, okay, thanks, bye. Anyway, and I was like, you seem... Not at all friendly. I don't understand why people go on your show. Anyway. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you really feel about it. Oh, so I'm going to tell you about, this is so not what we were here to talk about, but you brought up a connection. So uh, I have a connection-ish to who's the boss. So good wine. Jesus. It was dripping. I didn't want to ruin the table. I don't know if you, I don't know if you or that bottle are pregnant. <laughs> But I think something just happened <laughs> that I witnessed. I mean, I think it's uh, it's, it's turned into a it's, foursome because I'm in the room too. It's, it's to the top. 
All right, so I'm going to tell you mm. about this. So I moved to New York in 1998, I believe, yes. something like that, and became really good I friends. Said, I said yes, like I was there. Yeah. You're yeah, correct, yeah, yes. You're correct, yeah. And so we became really good friends with this bartender, Freddie, uh, at the duplex in New York. I mean, it was heaven there. He was an amazing, hilarious guy. And he was telling us that one of his regular customers was Danny Pintaro, who plays Jonathan, oh, yes. who's gay. And that um, he kept coming in and asking Freddie out, and Freddie wouldn't go out with him. And then people were like, he goes, you just got to go to Freddie. He's like, oh, could you just imagine? Like, what are we going to Who's your boss? Who's your boss? <laughs> and I was cracking up. It's so funny. But then, so then this guy, who, uh, who I will say is like, was like the first person I was ever really in love with. And we broke up. It was very dramatic for me. I was a very dramatic young gay. And, um, you know, it ruined my life at the time and blah, blah, blah. Well, he moved to New York City. Uh, well, that's where he was going to college is in New York City. And I moved up later after that. And we kind of were friends. Frenemies, friends. He's a yeah. lovely guy. You know, I'd be friends with him now. I'm over it. Uh, but um, he went out on a date with Danny Pintaro. How did it go? It, here's how it went. The next time I saw him, I said, how was your date? And he says, well, uh, we went out one night, and two nights later, I see him in a bar, and he makes eye contact with me and bolts out the door. <laughs> so I'm going to imagine it didn't go so well. Uh, it brought me so much joy. In oh, life. my God. He was good looking, though. Danny? Yeah, when he grew yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. He's very interesting. He was on the cover of um, some magazine there. It wasn't like a... It was a, It was like a, like an LGBTQ magazine that he was on the cover of in New yeah. York. Uh, he was adorable. Very nice. By the way, my cousin's name is Robert Desiderio. They've been married since 1985. They met on the, the set of One Life to Live. Apparently, he's an actor and a singer. We have oh, so much I talent was, in our family. I was going to say, why are you giving his full name? Robert but Desiderio. He's a, but he's an actor. At 128. Oh, <laughs> Um, but apparently he was in Knott's Landing, and uh, I'm going to have to go look this all this stuff up and watch it. So, yeah. All right. So sidetrack back to yes. Back to refocus. Up. We went to we went to St. Pete Pride. That yes. was that was this last Saturday and Sunday. Yes. It's such a huge event. It's a beautiful huge event. Um, if you were there, then you know that it was hotter than the ass crack of Hades. It was so hot. How hot was it? I, don't know. <laughs> I was waiting for you to set it up, and then I had no punchline. I was like, mm, I should have prepared better. But it was so hot. I, I always tell people, and this is no fault of, of St. Pete Pride. Um, I mean, it uh, is, if they it don't is care about the, the environment, then it's partly their fault. It is the hottest day yes. of the year. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's thanks, brutal. Global Warming. So they, so they moved their parade. Their parade used to be at, like, 10 a.m. It used to all be yes. on Monday. It used to be at 10 a.m., and then out, and then there was, like, a festival, and the parade went through the festival. Can I tell a quick story of my very first St. Pete Pride with Watermark? Please do. It was one of those times you're speaking of where the parade was in the, the daytime, and then the festival followed. And I was on the – we had, like, a trailer we were pulling, and we had um, uh, stereo playing. And there were <laughs> – the, what do they call those things? Plugged into a car battery that was running. Oh, yeah. like It's like a jumper cable. Yeah, jumper yeah. cables hooked up to a car battery. And we saw the blanket of rain coming. <laughs> and we're all in this metal trailer. And I, somebody screamed, pull the cables off the battery. 
And just before it pulled, the rain came down. I think you or somebody it was pulled, me. Yeah. pulled um, the jumper cables off just in time, and it just buckets of water just poured down on us. I feel like I was in. I was wearing stilts in that. Parade. <gasps> oh my god, that was the stilt parade. Yeah, you came trolling over on stilts, <laughs> like like Slender Man. <laughs> Ready to consume the children. <laughs> I did not. I did not. I, I spent one day learning how to walk in those things and thought, let's do it in a parade. You guys did great. Jeremiah and I will just, did great. Um, I, did I wasn't going to name drop. Yeah, you know. <laughs> You're Andy Cohen. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like I was like with the last story, I, I'm over it. I yeah. just found the love of my life. I'm married. I'm very happy. So thank you to all these, all those that came before for paving this way. Ooh. Sound like Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremiah. <laughs> There's a song where she that, thanks by all the her way, exes. Did not no? sound like that wasn't Alanis Morissette. No, but it just didn't sound like it. She doesn't list that thank you song. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ariana Grande has a thank you next, which yes. lists her ex. Ari- um, Alanis Morissette is a little nicer. She has a song on that album that thank you is on. Okay. And she lists her exes and what they. What she took away from those relationships, it's fantastic. Great song. Anyway, back to St. Pete Pride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. It was, well, it was cool as in fun. It was super fun. The parade it was, was hot, great. As in I hot. got a gimbal, which I've never used before, so I had to spend like an hour or two learning how to use that. And I did a, took a lot of video of the parade, which we're going to put into something and you know make a cool St. Pete yeah. Pride video. So that'd be cool. Um, the parade was like three hours long. It was mm-hmm. super huge. Um, we... We are, we're not in the parade necessarily, but we made a video, like this thing that we do, right? Where we have a, a video of us with this, you know, 70s sitcom vibe to it where we're just kind of doing our daily work and we're like, oh, look, there's a camera. Hi, wave. <laughs> it's so silly. Um, that's on Watermark's website. You can check that out or on our Facebook page on Watermark's Facebook We'll page. throw it up on the wine. Yeah. We'll share it on the wine, wine lot. And it's just goofy and fun. And that truck went through and, and it was cool. And then we all had dinner at Bella Brava, which I'm going to give them a shout out. Yeah. Delicious, delicious food. Uh, and crazy good time. It was a good, it was just a good time all mm-hmm. around. And then the next day was the street fair that went on for like six to eight blocks. Yeah. Uh, Sheena Easton performed on a stage. Yes. Yeah. I, I hear I'm she did. I, I was it not there. And I think Tiffany was supposed to perform too. I'm just assuming all that happened because that was on the schedule. Yeah. So it was a really There good was time. a lot of singing. There was, because um, there was a, where our booth was, there was a bar or something a couple of doors down to our left, and then the stage at Cocktail was to our right. And they were competing singing. So um, I'm assuming I oh, heard yeah. Sheena Easton and Tiffany in there somewhere. I also heard a lovely jazzy rendition of uh, the Fugees. Um, what's that song that they Killing did? Killing Me Softly. Killing Me Softly, yeah. The remake they did. Um, so when my shift was over for the booth shift, we went to eat to try to find something to eat. And I think we've talked about this before. I know we have because I just listened to all the podcasts. <laughs> I get hangry. Mm-hmm. And so I hadn't eaten all day. All Totally my fault. I know. Dylan tried to force me to eat earlier. He warned you. And he tried to make me eat. And he's like, I'll he go to the bagel the place. I'll get you something. Come. And I was like, well, it's just an hour and a half away. And it'll be 1 o'clock. And we'll go find something. Um, which was a, which is a dumb idea. What are you going to find in the middle of St. Pete Pride to sit down at a restaurant and eat in the air conditioning? You're not. So Nothing. we ended up having to sit outside in the heat. <gasps> oh, and God. Eat, and it was so terrible. The food was delicious, by the way. Where'd you go? 
I mean, you know, as soon as I started talking about it, I'm like, he's going to ask me, and I don't know. I, I mean, feel like it's Luna. Was it good? Luna's? Maybe. It was, it was really good food. Yeah. And it was, the people were super nice. You know what's funny is um, I, I parked over by the, where the office is, and I walked over to the festival, because I was like, hey, I need to get some steps in. And I walked by what used to be Punky's, and it was, like, dead. And that used to be where the festival started. Yeah. Um, and it's a cigar bar now. Yeah, is that what it is? That's I was like, probably I why it wasn't open. Oh, there were people sitting outside and stuff, oh, but okay. maybe they were just stopping because it was so hot. But yeah, the um, the festival used to go all the way up to Punky's, and uh, I had forgotten that they closed. Yeah, it just goes up and to it was just, like dead 20. over there. Yeah, and um, I mean that place was popping like on Saturday night. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was not. Oh, you mean this Saturday night? I thought you meant Saturday night of Pride. No, I mean well, no, the all cigar, Saturday nights. The, the cigar place was. Mm. I don't get that. I don't get the cigar cigars. Thing. No, it's a big I deal. Mean, in, it's a big deal in Tampa Bay. Cigars. I've I've been to a couple of uh, joints where you get uh, like a whiskey and a cigar. You feel like a fat cat, yo. <laughs> <laughs> if I could remember that word, I would have <laughs> you feel padam. Padam. You feel padam. I do. I mean, you you got a cigar in one hand, a whiskey in the other. You got a sexy thing you know right in would, front of the you? The only way I would, I would listen to somebody and enjoy them saying that word is if it was the Muppets and they were saying that <laughs> instead of I'm not. Ba-dum, ba-dum. I will get to work on that. I will call Kylie and then I will call the Muppets. You take your sock off right now. You put your hand in there and you sing a song for me, damn it. Do it now. So... Just being in the sun and being around that much heat is exhausting. Yes. So this is the only thing that I can think to explain what happened. I thought you to were about to next. go into this episode sponsor. You were like, in that heat, it is exhausting. That's why we drink <laughs> liquid death. <laughs> anyway, you were no, saying. No, I would just say like I was exhausted. As soon uh-huh. as that was done, I went I went to my house, I showered. And I packed up to to come to Orlando, uh, so that we could prepare for this yes. for this podcast and mow the grass, which is a whole weird story about my neighbor. <laughs> um, so, so um, this so I'm exhausted and I'm tired, and I feel like that's why what happened to me in the next two hours of my arrival in Orlando that happened. So Jeremy has had this great idea of shows for us to watch to talk about today. Yes. And one of them is a show called Close, which was just released on Showtime, which we have access through to our Paramount Plus subscriptions. So we were going to watch these. Yes, there were two movies, um, both A24 films. There was a lot of similarities between these two films. Both are released from the studio A24, which is like the independent studio right now. It, it produced... Um, Everything Everywhere All, All at Once that just won oh, really? the Oscar. It produced um, Moonlight, which won the Oscar a few years ago. It's only been around for about 10 years making movies, and they're making some of the best movies out right now. And they have an exclusive uh, deal with Showtime. What if you find out that that mm-hmm. it's like a pseudonym, like Weinstein's behind it, and it's a pseudonym that he works under? A means... Asshole. An asshole. <laughs> 24, the 24th letter of the alphabet is X, as in his interactions were all X-rated. <laughs> um, so yeah, so both of these films, we we watch Close, uh, which is um, a 20, uh, 2022 film by Lucas Donut, who is a Donut? <laughs> I, Donut. I just, I just said Daunt. Daunt. I'm sure. Um, he's a gay Bel- Belgian, I think is how you say that, from people from Belgium. 
Agape the Legion, director, screenwriter. And then the second one was The Inspection, uh, directed by Elegance Bratton. Um, this was Elegance's first film. They're both gay directors. This was Lucas's second uh, film. Um, the first one is 2018's Girl, which is about a trans girl wanting to get a uh, uh, become a ballerina. So um, we'll start with Close. Yeah, let's start with Close. Let's start with Close. Tell us what this joyous film Close is about. So this uh, this film is about two 13-year-old boys in Belgium who are like the best of friends. They're... Can I interrupt you yeah. for just a hot sure. second? Is your sense of people's age completely warped? Because I'm watching this and I'm thinking they're like six or seven. Um, no. <laughs> Did you think they were thirteen? Um, they're just so. I don't know what age I thought they were. So I knew that little. they mentioned somewhere when they were chatting that they were going into grade one. Okay. But over in Europe, thank you, Harry Potter. Um, grade one usually is like around middle school, I think. So huh. they were. Go I assume they were going into middle school. They I don't know if I thought they were thirteen, but I I was guessing maybe ten, eleven, twelve. But I googled it, and they were thirteen each. Um, and they have this really. I mean, they've been friends their entire lives. They have this really close friendship. They sleep over at each other's house. They sleep in the same bed. Um, nothing sexual about it. They're just a very close. They're very close friends. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I just want to. Talk about this. Let's sit in this for a moment. In a few minutes, if you haven't seen this movie, I'm going to tell you everything that happens in this yes, movie. Yes, this is so total you, spoiler alert, so, so skip if you don't ahead. Wanna, if you don't want to know, don't listen to this. Skip but, ahead, but like, yeah, if you, five minutes. <laughs> if you don't listen to this, then go back and listen to this after you've watched the movie. Yes. Know that I'm here for you. Uh, and you can email me at WWN at watermarkonline.com, and you can yell, screw you to Jeremy, too, for making us watch this movie. Okay, so... Like, in this, it is so endearing and sweet, and it's amazing, like, that these kids are so close, and that it's, like, it's it's just about having a friend. Like, they're laying in a field, and one's got their head laying on them one's stomach, and they're just, like, hanging out. Uh, and and the, the other thing that is awesome about it is that the mother of one of the boys, yes. Remy. Leo and Remy. Leo yeah, is Le this little blonde 13-year-old. Remy is this dark-haired 13-year-old. Yeah, and so Remy's mom and 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 they're all in a film. They're just talking about how you know, and, and she even calls Leo uh, her son of heart, mm -hmm. which is that they are also close. That even though she's not his actual mother, she feels like he's a yeah. son to her. They're like brothers. They're, yeah. I mean, they're that close. Um, and I think that one of the themes of this movie is um, the relationships that you develop when there's no kind of um, outside forces that are putting all of these shitty right. um, life expected uh, or societal um, expectations on right. you, um, the way they develop and the way that you're allowed to be with your siblings, but you're not allowed to be that way with your friends. Right. Um, it, it, it's so, yeah. Because Leo has an older brother that he's also very affectionate right. and close with. And they're, and they're so... It's just there's so much love surrounding mm -hmm. what they're doing. And one of the most endearing moments in the first part of this movie is that it appears that Remy is, I'm going to, I don't know if he's got like ADD or ADHD or if he suffers from anxiety or whatever it is. But he he's, he oh. says, yeah, he says oh. something that makes me think that he suffers from anxiety mm -hmm. uh, or, and that his, his there brain was a would, part of me that thought maybe he was a little autistic. Maybe um, that he had. There was something about him that some sort of social 
mental health yeah. issue. He just said that they're trying to go to sleep, and, and Remy can't go to sleep. So Leo yeah. says, why aren't you sleeping? And, and Remy says, my brain... Um, my brain won't stop. Yeah, and his brain. And I've heard people say that who have anxiety issues in their in their <clears throat> brain, just is constantly thinking about things that they should be doing. And and so he then tells Leo then tells a story to Remy uh, to to help him sleep. And yeah. it's just and then you know and he does that thing where he's like now imagine they're you're jumping on the the trampoline. <sighs> yeah, and and then he and then he, and falls, then he asleep. falls asleep and then. The next night, he notices that he's not sleeping. They're not facing each other, and he's noticed he's not sleeping. And so Leo just blows on on the back of his head, and he falls asleep. And it's just like all that love is yeah. amazing. Then they go to school. Then they go to effing school. And just as I think we've all experienced in school, well, I don't know about everybody, but you and me, um, I'm sure. Um, they uh, make some homophobic comments to them. They do. And it kind of puts Leo in this headspace of, I don't want to be thought gay, so I'm going to distance yeah. myself from Remy. Now, the, the girls that were asking the questions, I wouldn't say they were necessarily homophobic. They were just, no, they, they were like, yes. they're just like, are you guys a couple? And they're like, no, we're not a couple. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, then the boys start going like, yeah, you're sissies. You're... Yeah, they use the F word. Yeah. I'm assuming I don't speak French, which this film is all in subtitles, so don't let that scare you. But the subtitles did tell me they used the F word. So, yeah. So then, nice to know there's a uh, French you, F word. You know I should have paused it to hear what the French word is. Oh, I'd just be curious. I don't know that word. However, I did take four years of French, and I do know that um, I believe le chien is bitch. Huh. So. Where did you go to school that they teach you these things? Was this in the textbook? It's um, not on my babble. That was my teacher. In our fortune, <laughs> you've suffered through four years of French. I'm going to teach you what? one curse she, word. Because she said to you, sit down, you little bitch. And that's how you learned what the word was. Well, we were like, why are you being such a bitch, teacher? She goes, qu'est-ce que c'est? If you are going to call me a bitch, you will do it in French. <laughs> um, anyway, so yes. So, so yeah, so the the... They're they're getting they're being mean, but they're yeah. being mean to Leo. Yes, their right? focus. Well, Leo starts to show kind of interest in wanting to expand his friend group. Yeah. going into middle school, so yeah, they the the comment is made to Leo. Leo is pushed. How dare you defend Leo? <laughs> um, I I went so back and forth with this, and um, so Leo starts to pull away from Remy, and Remy does not take it well. No, and Leo does not pull away from him in a polite way. He no, no, no. kind of kicks his ass well, in he, a way. He ignores him. He starts playing hockey with another guy. Uh, Remy shows up at one of the practices, and he comes over and goes, what are you doing? I, yeah. He's saying this all in French, but he's like, oh, oh what are you doing here? I don't, and, I don't think that's No, that's not right? No, all right. No, 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 no. After Gerald's a breakout in a lay song, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason they didn't put it in the movie. Um, so yeah, so he's like, what are you doing here? Go away. So he's pushing him away. Um, Remy then... But he literally pushes him away. So like one of the first things that happened is he's sleeping over, Leo always sleeps over at Remy's house. Yes. And so 
Leo's like, oh, they think I'm gay because I'm laying in bed with this guy. So he goes to lay on the floor. Yes. And, and then, then Remy, Remy climbs goes, down and gets down next to him. And when Leo wakes up, he gets mad and he starts like. He's like, why did you yeah, sort of, climb into my bed? Yeah, maybe because you blow on my neck and I go to sleep. Maybe so that's So they why. start pushing. It starts off playful at first and then it becomes a fight. Yeah. And Leo pushes him. Then um, Remy starts to notice that Leo's doing things without him. He go. They used to go to school every day together. Yeah. And then one morning he gets up and he drives, rides his bike to school with the other guys. Remy has to ride him by himself. They get in a fight in the schoolyard, pushing, shoving, screaming, yelling. And then there's a field trip. They got you could tell you you knew it was coming, right? Like on the field trip I, when they said that Remy wasn't on the bus. I knew something was up. Something. I didn't know it was gonna go to that. I didn't think they were gonna go that far. I thought he was gonna be like, I'm not gonna go to the field trip, I'm gonna run away or something. Yeah. Um, but um no. they come back to the school, they, they tell everybody pa- yeah, when they said your parents the parents are, are outside. Then like, I was like, no, no, I, no, no, no. And then they're like, everybody going to the gymnasium. And uh, Leo stays on the bus, and Leo's mom comes on the bus. And she's like, come on, Leo, we need to go. And he's like, no, tell me what's going on. And she's like, it's Remy. And he's like, no, what happened? He will not leave the bus. And he goes, is he at hospital? And she says, no. And he says, is he okay? And she starts to tear up, and I screamed at the television, (laughs) you better be fucking lying to me. Tell me he's okay. And I'm just going to pull the Band-Aid off. Remy took his life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because of the altercation with... I, they never tell you why. You never know why. And I think that's one of the most impactful parts of this movie is when something like this happens and someone takes their life who's close to you, you never know why. You'll never get the answers. And the rest of the movie is... Not only Leo trying to deal with this, but almost um, going out of his way to avoid Remy's mother. Yeah, well, avoid anyone or anything yeah. in any form of, of guilt or responsibility for the most part. It's, it's just – and it's so you – know, there's so many things that I want to I, I say about this film. Um, it's amazing. It's really good. It's a really good you movie. You forget real quick that you're reading subtitles. Mm-hmm. And you can read the subtitles and watch the show and see it all, all happen. Um, there, so much happens in this movie when no one says a word. Mm-hmm. No one's moving or talking. They're just staring at each other. Every time that Leo stared at Remy's mother, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, and honestly... Um, after they had that fight in the in the bed and he was trying to push him, like the first fight they had, yes. and they went to the breakfast table and Remy wouldn't eat and he just was like slow crying. I said I had a yeah. huge crocodile tears <sighs> coming down his face. I started crying from that moment and I didn't stop until an hour after the movie ended. It was just such an emotional, yeah. intense. You know what I appreciated about this movie is it didn't give you all the 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 happy answer, or the, at least like the uh, satisfying answers that you wanted. Like when, at the end, when they're, Remy's mother and Leo are in the car and he tells her, and you just want her to say, it's okay, it wasn't your fault, and she doesn't, she just says, get out of the car. When, this is one of the scenes that I wrote about, that scene in the car, it reminds me of the scene in the car from The Cure. I don't know if you've seen The Cure. 
a long uh, time ago. With Joseph Mazzella yeah. and Rip Roy. When, when, um, well, when the thing happens and the cure that happens, yeah. it's much like this. Um, <laughs> and she, the mother's in the car with Brad Renfro's <laughs> character, and um, they're just sitting there in silence, and she's crying. And it just so it reminded me of that. What is so when I say like no no words and no actions taking place, when he says to her, he finally has this breakdown and he finally says it was my fault. I pushed him away. Watching her deal with that, all that information and emotion that comes over her was intense. She deserves um, an award for yeah. that. She was so incredible. But you know, when you say that you don't get the answers you're looking for, I kind of blame the French for that. I just assumed it was a French thing. In America, there would be some resolution. There was there zero would. resolution. There was zero. No. Zero. So what happened is he told her, she said get out of the car, and then she had a little bit of like that wasn't yeah. right cuz she, she still about feels like yes. that's her son. But also, and I get that your first instinct is to be pissed off at Leo. He's a 13-year-old uh, yeah. kid. There's no book on your Yeah. 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 And you you're a kid, you're being told that you're a queer and you're a fag because you're friendly with this guy and you just want to be a part of everything, you just want to belong. And then obviously Remy had some sort of mental health issues and he just had some sort of connection with Leo and that is how he handled the rejection. Yeah. And it's sad that 13-year-olds had to go through that and that kids had to push them to that. But then, yeah, the mother gets out of the car and goes to Leo, finds him in the woods. And she hugs him. And she hugs him. And she him. gives him that moment. But she never says, it wasn't your fault. Which was, I kept waiting for her to, like, when she hugged him, to say, it's okay, Leo, it wasn't your fault. And she didn't say yeah. that. And then it cuts to... They fucking moved. They moved. That was they it. Didn't, they, she hugged him, cried, then left. They said, were, you know yeah. what? Sit in that he went, <laughs> shit in that shit, bitch. He went to go see them. Yeah. And, and they're the gone. fucking empty. Yeah. And that was it. And that's how it ends. Ah, this movie. So as soon as it's over, I texted Jeremy. You and sure I did. Said, um, <laughs> why did you do this to me? I hate you. Je I think Jen screamed. <clears throat> Fuck Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> it's valid. That's valid. Um, all right. Let's go with, because we still got another movie to talk about. But real quick. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, everyone loved this movie. I'm going to say 93 from critics, 91 from audiences. Uh, 92 from critics. Okay. 86 from <gasps> audiences. Fuck those people. Right? Sorry, Ma. Fuck I know. It gets late in the episode and we start dropping out. You know what it is? Well, we're so it's, passionate about it. Also, I'm about half a bottle of wine in. Yeah. Um, it's people who don't like subtitles. I'm going to say that right now. The people oh, yeah. who drag this down are like, this oh, I don't why, like it, it's subtitles. This is why I don't read reviews. I don't care about reviews. I don't care what you think about a product because you might mm -hmm. think it's dumb for some dumb reason. All right, so we want to talk about the inspection as yes, well. Yes, the which inspection, we'll which is also um, an A24 movie we watched. Um, stars Jeremy Pope, who you remember from Hollywood? You remember yes. that? Yes. I didn't know that until today. The whole time, I'm like, yeah. what was he in? Um, my favorite, one of my guy favorite who characters, dating Rock Hudson in yes. Hollywood. One of my favorite characters in um in Hollywood. Um, he uh, plays Ellis French, who's a gay black man who is left homeless after his mother kicks him out of the house when he's 16 years old because he's gay. He comes out as gay. Uh, his mother's played by Gabrielle Union, who does phenomenal in her couple of. She's not in it a whole lot. She's in a few scenes. Um, she brought it on. Though. I love. <laughs> I see what you did there. I love Gabrielle Union, and I know she did a great job in this because I hated her in this yeah, movie. She's a terrible person in this um, movie. But that's how I know she did a good job because I love her 
otherwise. Um, but after living on the streets for about a decade, he joins the Marines. Um, and then the movie is about his time in basic training or boot camp, um, becoming a Marine. It's inspired by the real life uh, experience of the director, um, Elegance Bratton, um, who probably, if that is the name his mother gave him, um, was not served in <laughs> not becoming gay with How a name like that, Elegance. If, if she did, she named her her son Elegance. That's a that's a good gay name. Yeah, then she get mad that he's gay. Yeah, like uh, oh, look who's coming down the hallway. It's Elegance. Bow, wow, wow. And then there's the power walk. I love it. So um, I am a veteran and I am gay. I was not a Marine. I was an airman. But I feel qualified enough to say some of this movie was, a, was dramatized, was a little off base. Some of it, absolutely how I remember it. <laughs> the guys in the middle of the night jerking off. Now, they didn't have flash. I don't remember flashlights. But you could hear the noises at like two o'clock in the right. We were talking about this earlier. Two o'clock in the morning, there would be you would hear noises from bunks and you knew what they were doing. And then if you happened to go to the bathroom at two o'clock in the morning, there was a lot of guys who just had to take a shit at two in the morning because they the stalls were full. Um, but yeah, they were enjoying themselves. Yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> they were, and he was enjoying that. Mm-hmm. That they were enjoying. It. You know, it's got one of the drill sergeants, one of the guys that the good guy in the show. Yes, he is. Let me see if I, uh, Raul Castillo, uh, and he he was in Looking. Was he? Yeah. He's, I'm going to have uh, to go was, back and watch um, that. the boyfriend of uh, Jonathan Groff. I haven't watched that show. I know you oh, have, but God, I will I go back. Maybe I'll go watch it and then we'll talk about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. It's like a, it's a couple, it's like two seasons and a movie. Um, I can handle that. And then um, um, it's, it's the, the guy from Only Murders in the Building that died in the, or no, that was, that they thought was a murder in the first season. He was in it too. Was he? Yeah. The half Japanese guy? No. Oh. No, not that guy. <gasps> oh, the other guy. Yeah. I'm just going to say, some of those Marines were kind of hot. Yeah, they were. Um, So no shame to him for what happened in the shower when he just... No. Oh, yeah. Of course. I'm like, we were talking about this again earlier. Um, I at least had the benefit of I cannot see shit with my glasses off. So when I would go into the showers during basic training, my glasses would be off, and I couldn't see anything. So... (laughs) You know. But it's it's a great story about resilience. It's yes. I mean, it's a, to me it's good. It's not great, but it's it's yeah. Good. It's, it's worth very heavy handed. But Jeremy Pope does an amazing job. Shout out to somebody else who has the name Jeremy. It's fantastic. <laughs> also from the first movie, Remy um, is basically just the French version of I Jeremy. Je Remy. Oh, there you anyway, go. Anyway, there you go. Real so quick. I'm in, I'm in both movies. The Inspection. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to say critics really like this movie because I know it got a lot of nominations for stuff. Jeremy Pope got a nomination. Um, I'm going to say uh, 91. Uh, and I'm going to say audiences. It's not really an audience movie, so I'm going to say 84. Pretty much reversed. 89 critics, 91 audience. Really? More people like Inspection than like Close. This is it's why this, I'm I don't telling like you it's the choice. subtitles. It's the subtitles. It is very off-putting to US audiences. Yeah. But that being said, um we'll talk about this more uh next episode. Well, so, next episode we're going to talk about Cirque and we'll find yes. something else. Maybe looking yes. and Cirque. We'll see. Ah, yes. But until then, but until then, Cork is back in the bottle. <laughs>